Listen to this. Zakawani, the flying winger. Here's Brad Evans. It's Steve. It's Steve. Who is it? It's Brad Evans. <laughs> Happy days are here again. Turning with a drive. It's Steve Zakawani. Evans with the left foot. He's an attacking threat, Brad Evans. This is so weird. The party has started. Hey, what's up, everyone? Another episode of Side by Side coming to you now. A day late, but with good reason. Um, it was obviously a big game for the Sounders last night at the time of this recording in Mexico. And we're previewing as well the game this weekend as the team goes to Texas to face Austin in MLS play. Before we preview that, we do have to look back. Um, I was, you know, fortunate to be on the call with Keith Koshigan last night. And it's, you know... I, you didn't know what to expect, especially having seen what took place 24 hours before with NYCFC barely squeezing through with the refs, probably the best team in all of MLS last year. I mean, completely just falling apart. Hmm. And you never knew. I didn't feel nervous before the game for the Sounders. I felt three was a good cushion. And because of the pattern of the game, of the first leg, if it was a similar pattern, I thought the Sounders would be able to, to do it. Um, the counter-attack, the transition, it was there. And Leon, probably for 10, 15 minutes, the first start of the game was like, okay, these guys, they came to play. A lot of crosses, ball in the wide areas. After that storm was weathered and the Sounders started to find the ball, felt very confident. And they say the best time to score was right before halftime. And this was the truest thing about this game. That goal completely took every belief from Leon because even going on 0-0 at halftime, they could have felt we could still get three. Five is too much to ask and the Sounders are too good for that. So, great win. I thought the game plan for Schmetz was perfect to just be really solid in the middle, beat us in the wide areas and he needed good individual performances. I thought Reagan was a beast at the back. He won every header, every interception. Um, he was so good. Nuhu was good. Alex Rodan, 1v1, really good. For the most part, Kelly Rowe at left back against the top winger played really good. Joe Paul, it just I can go through the whole list. Um, got really good games from everyone. And then when you needed Steph to make a couple of big saves, he did. And then conceded late on. That's the only down part for me. Would it be good to win the game too with a clean sheet? Um, but I make it three wins in a week. But um, just a really, 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 really good performance in my opinion. Yeah, you know what's what we're so fortunate to be a part of this club because. We've seen this story written a million times and it's and it's happened to us also what happened to the Revs and the Revs have never really been in this position before. I think they were flying too high and too confident and all three nil. And this was probably, you know, one of their first times down in Mexico playing in in an elimination game. Right. Maybe early on, they had a couple different tournaments, you know, early MLS days. But the Sounders have been doing this for, you know, 12, 13 years now. And we've been in their position. We've gone down there and got, you know, smashed with a lead here in Seattle. And this group, um, you know, finally just learned what, what they need to do to get a result. And that was what last night was all about. Um, you said it right. Weather, weather the storm. You knew yeah. that the first 10 to 15, because that's exactly what happened when we went to play at Santos, um, right, was we have a decent result um, up here. Uh, and then we go down there and just get absolutely smashed overconfident. You know, we're talking before the game about how we're going to play and blah, blah, blah. And then it's like a completely different side shows up. So kudos to the guys for 
having the mental wherewithal to, um, you know, really just put in a, a workmanlike performance. Um, and that three nil lead was just, just good enough um, to once we scored that, that pivotal, pivotal goal from Freddie, um, it was out of reach from that point for sure. Uh, and then you just lock it down defensively, but through the midfield, fantastic, you know, Montero is having another rebirth and, and, you know, it's three goals already this season. Right. Um, yeah. Which is oh, a fantastic, yeah. fantastic start for him. Uh, three, three, is three or four. He may have four because he scored two he in the first four. leg. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Right. I think he has two penalty the, goals. Two, yeah. Two scored two. against the galaxy. Yeah. That's right. So, I mean, he's, he's off to a flying start and, and, having him confident and uh, battling is, is great. And then through the spine, just workmanlike great performance from, from the guys. Um, it was really, really, really cool to watch and, uh, you know, excited for what this next, next round can bring. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, Steve, they played in their house shape, yeah. right? Yeah. It made me nervous to be honest. And I was never, I don't remember ever when I played for the sound of Ziggy, doing five at the back. I don't know that we did that. Ziggy rarely moves from 4-4-2, no matter what was happening. We did maybe 4-3-3 once or twice. And then I think as, you know, the years went on, Ziggy began to adapt and did some 4-2-3-1. But I get a bit nervous when Schmetz does that just because I think it can send a message, even unintentionally, that we're going to only defend and we're going to absorb. And I think when you have a team that's that good, I thought, okay, if they get one or two in the first half, this could be a long day. But it never played like that because they were willing to get on the counter. Like you saw Christian break in, Jar Parler was getting forward, Kellen Rowe got forward a few times, Freddie was obviously high. So when I saw how it played out, I was a bit less nervous. I just, when I first saw the lineup, I said, oh, five at the back, you're going to invite pressure against these guys, altitude, a bit nervous. But um, like I said, I think as well, Yes, tactics were good. Formation was good, but he just got good performances from players. Like Reagan, that was just big time. Um, knew who was big time. I mean, Steph, I think the guys that had to play good, they just did. And as a group, defended really well. The shot off the crossbar, um, maybe one more early on. Then it wasn't until the last 10 minutes, so they got really good chances. Um, before that, for the Sounders were comfortable. A, and, yeah. Question, question about Nuhu and, and what your guys' thoughts are. Does it... Mm -hmm. Is he going to be a better player elsewhere? Because it seems like he always plays best against non-MLS teams, right? Yeah, he goes with his national team and plays really well. We play against, um, you know, Central South American teams and he does really, really well. And then it seems like when we get back into MLS, it's a bit too, maybe it's a bit too regimented for him and a bit too rigid to really allow him to, you know, play free. And I think when you play against, you know, African teams and you play against mm -hmm. um, Central American teams, they're a bit more free and, and, and they fly forward and that allows Nuhu to really shine. Um, I wanna, yeah. I, I, I just thought about that right now. Is, um, I think there's some truth to that. I don't know for sure because I think some of the convos I had with Nuhu very early on, well, all of them was him complaining that he's not playing enough. This was like three, four years ago when it was mm -hmm. like, knew how to battle with Brad Smith and you know, he was on the outside looking in. And then I think he plays at his best when he's like a little bit pissed off 
at the coaching staff, like, why am I not playing? Or there needs to be some chip on his shoulder somewhere for new to play. That's why he plays that way. I think now that he's the, not just a guaranteed guy, but people are saying he's your best 11 player. Is he this? Is he going to go to Europe? I think, yeah, you can relax and be there. But when you come against really good teams and you tell him, hey, that winger, he's something, or you're playing a small seller, I think he needs that. He's someone who needs something to push him and drive him because he's so gifted. And otherwise, it becomes too easy. You just can get by on athleticism alone. Yeah. And yeah. against those guys, no, it's your positioning is where you're going to stand. If you take an eye off Salah, he's going to run behind you. I think he gets up for that. And I, 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 I do believe still the goal should be to move him. I don't know if that's going to happen. Um, I, I, I think that's the goal, especially when Jimmy Madranda comes back on because, and you have Kenny Roll for cover there. So, it's a guy who won't be here, shouldn't be here too long. He's not a guy that should be a sound his life or nothing like that. That's not his path. Um, but I think that's a good point. I think he's definitely someone who rises to the occasion if it's a bit of a harder game. Um, that's what I would say. Um, extremely premature. We don't, we still have another game to come in MLS. But how do you guys feel about the NYCFC type? I mean, it's going to be a tough one. Yeah. Um, yeah but they, they don't have too much experience in tournaments like this. So obviously, you know, they did well in, in MLS Cup last year, but, you know, this is a different beast traveling across the country and um, this will be a tough one for them also. Yeah, there's a mental aspect and sort of an organizational aspect of it. Like Brad was talking about, we've done this for 12, 13 years. We're used to being in these tournaments. We're used to, you know, managing MLS games versus DCL games and various other tournaments. I mean, we made it to the league's cup final last year. It's something that the Sounders as an organization are sort of used to. And that's one of those things when I used to cover the NFL, the Super Bowl is always such a different beast for these guys. And it has absolutely nothing to do with which team is better. It has everything to do with knowing mentally what you're getting into. And I think that that's an underrated edge that the Sounders might have in this next matchup. Mm. Yeah, no, it's true. Something you've said about that. I mean, we were here early on, but we just, for some reason, couldn't find a way to win in the playoffs. Just couldn't do it. And then one evening, go to Salt Lake. Yep. You know, Mara Martinez scores a goal. Ten minutes to go, we win. It's such a tough place in the playoff um, advance. And I think that the belief with the group began. It, it never looks back. The team's never looked back. So I think, yeah, there's something to be said for that. So we'll see. Sounders will play NYCFC in the semi-finals of, of the CCL, which guarantees at least an MLS team will be there. Um, and it's a chance to win. My last question on that is this, and I said to Keith before, clearly MLS has gained a lot of ground on Liga MLS, clearly, without question. Where for me, I said we lost to Santos one year, 6-1 in Torreon, in Santos. The next year we played them again and we lost just 2-1. And we actually played quite good that one. And even though we got back on the plane on the way home, losing 2-1, being knocked out, we, we almost felt like, oh, we made, we've, we've made progress. Like, th- th- that was good, guys. We lost 6-1, now we lost just, it's just 2-1 this time. And now you've just seen the Sounders scored five against Club Leon, five goals uh, over two legs. Um, multiple MLS teams have been beaten, um, Mexican teams. So that, 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 I think the gap's closed. But my point was this, is this a fair statement that for, even if an MLS team were to win it, NYCFC or Sounders, we can't say then, oh, look, the gap is closed. We can say that's proof, but you have to win it consistently over the next 10 years, like at least three or yeah. four times, I would say. I think there's still a gap, but I'm curious what you guys think. Is, is that gap still big or is it, like, how small is that gap between the best of MLS and the very best of Mexico now? Yeah, I mean, for, for me, sure. I just think it's depth, but yeah, yeah. you guys yeah. can go, but it's, it's depth is the no, biggest it's, difference. 
it is depth, um, but it's definitely closing. It's it's obvious. It's clear. Uh, ML- yeah. Me- Mexican teams used to be we used to fear playing against them. Yeah. Like, oh God, we got to go down there. That's just not the case anymore. And that's the mental attitude and the shift that's happening. And that should strike fear to Liga MX, right? Yeah. Because it's happening and it, it will happen. And, you know, we've talked to 12 men. We've talked to, you know, guys like that who are covering it consistently. Mm-hmm. Um, we're probably, you know, five to 10 years away from really establishing dominance on the, on the continent. Um, but we still are obviously that, that, that gap is closing. I mean, as evident of, you know, last year and, you know, Salt Lake getting close, but even looking back at Salt Lake's journey, it was like, they would have had gotten real lucky and play at their absolute best. And I'm not sure that that's the case anymore. It's also a case of, you know, which Mexican teams show up, right. With the clausura, apertura, some teams are, you know, in sixth place, and they just had won the previous uh, season. Mm. So it's about who is consistent. And, and like Keely said, is who is deep enough to feel the team every single year that, that can compete. Um, yeah. But it's, it's great to see. And it's going to happen. Um, but it's, it, yeah, you, you got to win more than once. You can't just win yeah. once every 10 years, right? It's a good um, measuring stick for just like U.S. soccer fans who are skeptical about where Major League Soccer is in the world. I think yeah. it's important for them to see a major league soccer team really like take it to a Liga MX side, like really yeah. take it to them. And like Steve said, consistently, not just one year, but a couple years here, you know, just to, because yeah. for whatever I mean, reason, we still fight about legitimacy of soccer here, whatever, you know, that argument you can talk about until the dawn yeah. of time. And it just keeps yeah. being the same argument over and over again. But let, me, let, me, let me ask you guys this, because as Americans, because I, you know, I've been here half my life here, half in England, so I understand soccer from this perspective very well. I have a lot of respect for what this country is doing. Um, Jesse Marsh got hammered a little bit back home in the press, because after, I think, one of the games, he got his team together and they did a huddle. So I, I just saw the story about it, and it doesn't happen in England. Obviously, the game ends, you get off the pitch. It's way more of an American thing where you kind of huddle and you rah, rah, you know, one, two, three, team, whatever you do like that. And they were just hammering him and killing him. And almost like, oh, look, it's Americans bringing, well, what's next? You know, it was like, and th- is that still frustrating in a sense where like, like, there's very good football players here in the States and MLS is a very, very good league. It really is not the best. Not, we're not saying it's the best or saying we have the best players, but there's been guys who've come here in their prime-ish and have struggled. They've struggled because it's, it's, it's not an easy league to do. But there's, is, there, is there still some of that, Bothering you a bit where you know, American goes overseas and it's the respect still isn't there. Oh, it's football, not soccer, and all that nonsense. It's just a lazy take for American fans out here who are Premier League snobs to say that Major League Soccer is bad. Like, it's just lazy, in my opinion, and it's annoying and it's lazy. Yeah. Um, I mean, whatever. It doesn't exactly doesn't really, whatever. It doesn't matter. It doesn't change <laughs> anything. Uh, you know, we, we have we now have more guys playing in Europe than ever before, making an impact yep. in Champions League and playing at a really high standard. Yeah. So at some point you just let let the play, you know, yeah. dictate how others view it. And um yeah, Jesse's always been that way though. Like Jesse, always. he would yeah. I mean, I would do preseason camps and he would run them. Uh, yeah. as he, <laughs> he was still playing for Chivas, right? So we would yeah. all show up. And this dude would slide tackle and fly around the field. So <laughs> it is not a surprise to me that, you know, yeah. he's trying to change a culture and get guys motivated and, and 
They're in a shit position there, right? Yeah. So it's either you continue with the status quo and stay, you know, fighting for your lives, or you try to pump in some energy and see what happens. It's, it can't be of detriment. Um, anything they do at this point is going to be a positive. If someone comes in there with a positive attitude and tries to, you know, motivate the group, because I think what you see, my gripe is that you see just a rotation of coaches over there constantly. Mm -hmm. One guy has four games, gets sacked. And then all of a sudden he signs another deal three weeks later for another team and gets sacked. You could be on five, managing five different teams a year. Yeah. And that shouldn't be how it is in my opinion. And then he'll get lucky and go on a run. Right. So, um, you know, there, we could, we could gripe about things all day on, on how yeah. we, and, we and they view. Uh, uh, yeah. To be fair, I think Jesse's probably the perfect guy. I don't think he's going to care um, what anybody thinks in that sense. Uh, before we get off here, Sounders do get back to action Sunday. Um, away to Austin FC, who we saw last year with yep. when the Sounders went there and played a bunch of 17 and 18 year olds. And then Raul came on and won them the game with a sensational goal. Um, what are you guys expecting from the game? What do we know about Austin? Obviously, we have friends there. Um, a lot of Sounders connections, actually, especially in the front office, um, um, backroom staff angle. But yeah, what do you expect from this game? What's a good result? Um, rotation-wise, sort of what should be the overall approach, um, Schmitz and the guys going into this one? Yeah, I think I think you probably have the same expectation. Um, you know, we talked about them going into Salt Lake and saying, hey, a, a point would have been great here for the guys and, and just mentally. Yeah. And so I think they have to do, have the same mentality. That crowd is going to be absolutely rocking in, in Austin. Um, and looking, you know, they played FC Cincinnati. They played Miami, two whatever you want to say about them. Um, and then, you know, they have a decent result against Portland and show that they can play. So um, I think they, the Sounders will have their work cut out for them because it's a motivated Austin team. The, the crowd is going to be amazing. And this is one that you, you, you look forward to as a player, right? A destination where you're like, yeah, I want to play there. I want to play in that stadium, a perfect pitch and, and uh, you know, silence the crowd. And it, it'll be a frustrating game, uh, but the Sounders have to have that that road mentality that Schmetz always talks about. They got to get back to that, right? They showed it um, just now in, in Lyon. Uh, and if you can do it multiple games over and over again, that's a sign of a great team. So have that road warrior mentality. Fans know that it might not be the prettiest game. You might only get one or two chances, but um, ultimately the guys need a point out of this one. Uh, I think we need a point. Uh, from this one for sure yeah, and, you, and you, you you think that just from confidence perspective momentum perspective like a defeat just sort yeah. of punctures the ties Mo a bit momentum I, I don't think this yeah. team is ever going to lack confidence with the players that they have um, yeah. but I think from a, 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 a momentum uh, heading into you know like summertime you, you have to make up for the first two results at some point and yeah. You can do that through wins, but let's focus on wins at home and we'll pick up points where we can on the road. Um, and the coaches will be smart about it because midweek game and then you head, you know, to a tough place to play on Sunday. So there'll be rotation. Um, it's a long season, but I think, yes, more momentum, Steve, than anything of just let's keep this. We've, we've had a couple of good results. Let's just keep this going. Right. And stay in a good rhythm and, yeah. Let's not reach for, yeah. you know, something that may not realistically be there just yet in going and getting three points on the road and playing how we do at home. Um, let's just get on the right track and then we'll build momentum from and, and confidence from there. Yeah, it would be a statement win. We we don't want to go, you know, 
uh, we don't want to lose three or four matches to Western conference teams to start the season. Like that's not what you want to do. And interestingly, I haven't watched a lot of Austin. They're actually leading the league in goals scored so far. I know it's only Mm -hmm. been three games, but offensively they have 10 goals for that's the most in MLS. Um, I haven't been paying a ton of attention to them, but tough man. It's going to be a tough road game. Yeah, it's a good team, and yeah, I like them. And obviously, you know, their coach, someone we played against, um, was a good attacking player. We saw them a couple times last year, I think. Um, it's a good team, and I think a year under the belt, and they're moving forward. Um, before we get out of it, um, curious for each of you, if there's one player that not needs at this point is kind of a big statement, um, but who could really do or benefit from a big game, a big game on Sunday? I mean, I'm in my mind, I'm thinking at some point, we want to see Rusnak sort of break out. I and mean, he's been not bad by any means. He's been okay. He's not been bad and it takes some time to settle. But if he could have a game where there's a goal and an assist there for him and just to really get that monkey off his back, I think would be huge. But is there anyone else that sort of could do with a very big game? I think for the most part, the squad has been performing the past couple of games at least. Um, he's the first one that came to mind, Justin. Big signing. And he sort of he hasn't had a moment yet in the rape green. And it will come. And if it comes sooner, then the better for us. I think we're all on the Roosnack train right now. Yep. Yep. For sure. Yeah. And like you said, Steve, like performance wise, people have been performing well individually. So I don't, I don't feel like someone's, you know, lacking and we're waiting for someone to break out, but let's get the new guy out there, man. Yeah. Just what what I want to see from him is dictating the pace of the game. And when we review this game and we watch it on TV, He's finding pockets, putting his foot on the ball when it needs to slow down, you know, connecting every single one of his passes and just being involved all over the field. But, you know, in the right ways, not not chasing the game, but making his presence know, like, I'm a high quality international player. He should be dominating his area of the field every single game. Like, that's what he's paid to do. Right. Kellen gets paid to fill in when guys get injured and, you know, try to do as best of a job as he can. Rusnak is paid to dominate games. And so he has to show that at some point. We, we, we have seen it as Sounders fans from others, Raul and, you know, big players like Nico and, and Jordan and Christian and, and JP, but we just haven't seen it from him yet. And like Steve said, I think that's on everyone's mind is when is he going to put his foot on the ball and dictate and uh, and really be the engine that that uh, we know he can be. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a good point. Sunday would be a great time to get that going. Sounders, fresh off a big win against Club Leon and CCL, will be traveling to Austin, Texas to face Austin FC in front of a great crowd. Should be a good one. Keely, broadcast information? Ha! Um, 1.30 kickoff on FS1 and on 10.90 on the radio, and Steve Zakalani will be on the radio call, so everyone should definitely be. tune in there. Yeah, one thirty PT. Yes, Seattle. Yes, one thirty Seattle time. Um, we'll be on there on Sunday. Sounders against Nashville. Um, great week for the Sounders and the win against Galaxy. We didn't touch on too much, but that was a great game. That was a really, was. really good game. Yeah, yeah that was like an old school Sounders Galaxy game where much of is going out. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, very good. All right, that's it from us. A short one this week, just as we recap and preview. We'll be back next week with a fuller episode with your questions and over and under and all that good stuff, and hopefully recapping another sound is three points as they continue to um, get the MLS season back on track. Um, this has been Side by Side. Steve Zakwani, Brad Evans and Keeley will be back next week. As always, thanks for listening.